0: talk tonight about divine healing hallelujah, talk about healing tonight and so hallelujah we need to keep ourselves constantly refreshed on the subject of divine healing if we expect to re- walk in divine health, Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, so you're not going to be able to live life and life more abundantly and have days of heaven here on earth, unless you live on uh, the Word of God. You're going to have to feed on the Word of God because you can't live on bread alone. But you have to live on it for this divine life, for this divine zoe that the Pastor's been teaching on on S- Sunday morning to keep that flowing in your life, to keep it activated in your life. Keep it from lying dormant in your spirit. You have to feed constantly and continually on the Word of God. Brother Hagen used to tell us, especially in the areas of divine healing and prosperity, that you need to have. A, you're going to have to constantly feed on those. Hallelujah! Keep your faith stirred in those areas. And Hallelujah! Because why? Well, especially in the area of divine healing, you know we live in enemy territory. We've been dropped down behind enemy lines, folks. Hallelujah, and uh, uh, to th- there's uh, the curse of this world is out there. Hallelujah, and we repel it with that Zoe life that is in us. That's how we repel the diseases and the curse. That's how uh, that Zoe life was. How John G. Lake uh, told them to lay those uh, that salava that had a. Uh, bubonic plague and germs in it they looked at it under a microscope those germs were alive and working and they laid them over in his hand then they looked in under the microscope and they died in his hand what was that that was the zoe life of God that was that hallelujah and and so all that we need to keep it constantly activated that's what's coming out of us when Jesus said for out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water hallelujah it's that zoe life that is zoe so we have to keep that stir within us and keep ourselves reminded and stirred up concerning these truths on divine healing. Hallelujah. Now in the gospels where Jesus healed so many people we see and you know it seems like that there's a lot more there than there really is. Actually there are only 19 individual cases of healing in the New Testament but because a lot of the gospel writers recorded all recorded them it, it makes it seem like there's more but if you Combine the ones that are all in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, whatever. And if you find out, there's actually just 19 cases uh, of individual healing. And uh, Jesus healed many, 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 many more people than 19 people. Hallelujah. But, in fact, doesn't it say somewhere in the Gospels, it does say, that if, if we were to record... All the things that Jesus did in his ministry he so the, the writer says, I suppose the world would not be able to contain the volumes Hallelujah And that, so that is a lot of works of, that Jesus did But God chose to record only 19 of those individual cases Because in those 19 cases It answers every question that we could possibly have on divine healing Every question is answered in those 19 cases So if you have a question And you had not got it answered yet Just keep going back to those 19 cases And believe in God for revelation as you go Hallelujah You know, we used to do When I was in a denominational church What we called a daily Bible reading I don't think I was very diligent to do it In fact, actually, I know I wasn't diligent to do it Let me be real honest, okay? Because I was waiting going to do it during the tribulation I, I really did I thought well you know I knew I should be reading my Bible I knew I should be praying But I thought well I'll do that During the tribulation Of course I didn't know We were not going to go through The tribulation So hallelujah But anyway I was pretty messed up Hallelujah But I was saved Boy I was saved I was completely saved Hallelujah Glory to God So anyway um, <laughs> Thank you Jesus But you know we never read When we did read Expecting We certainly didn't know To expect Revelation. We, were no, we really were just fulfilling a religious duty To read the Bible We were not expecting God to talk to us Now I'm, you may have been But I, I wasn't taught to expect I didn't know you could expect I didn't know you were supposed to expect I didn't know the Bible was alive I, didn't, I thought it, you know I'd never put words to it But I think really and truly It was more like a history book to me Hallelujah But then when we got baptized in the Holy Ghost in 1980 The word of God came alive to us and it became a living thing, and we began to f- feed on it, and feed on it, loved it, carried it with us, we'd go to Lubbock shopping. I'd carry my Bible with me, hallelujah, praise God, I really don't like to be anywhere too much without a Bible anyway, but, you know, I didn't have any of it hidden in my heart, so I had to keep it right beside me, hallelujah, now I do have something hidden in my heart, you know, I can, I can actually cough it up myself, and you know praise god amen okay so every question that you could have is answered so ask god for revelation if you don't if you need an answer on divine healing if you need if if, if, if you if you've been believing god for a long time listen if you've been believing god for six months that's too long hallelujah you hadn't seen results. You're you're believing something wrong. So you're looking at something wrong, and you need God to give you some revelation. Amen. And hopefully, not hopefully. I declare and say tonight, you'll get that revelation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So every everything we need to get healed and and to minister healing, hallelujah, is in these 19 individual cases that are in the Word of God. Every healing principle, you know, God works by principles. Hallelujah. And every healing principle is revealed in these 19 cases of healing. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 8 tonight. We're going to look at uh, one of these cases of uh, healing where Jesus uh, healed the sick. Glory to God. And we'll begin there in Matthew chapter 8 verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. And you, I, these, are, these, these, are, um, these are wonderful things to feed on and to feast upon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is a feast. It really is, and if you are not, um, if it doesn't feel that way to you, because you then you need to, 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 it's got to come back alive to you. Maybe you need to change it up, shake it up, do something different. You know, you keep do, you do the same thing every day, the same way, and it's gonna get, it's gonna die to you. It's gonna get lifeless to you. So switch it up, change it up. You might need to change versions for a while. You might need to change virgins Come back, the King James will come alive to you again But you know, read it I read the whole New Testament this year in the Amplified Bible Because I'd always want to do that Well, switch it up a little Hallelujah Praise God Praise God You don't have to You know, I used to think you had to start in Genesis and go to Revelation You don't have to do it like that You can switch it up in how you read it You don't even have to go and read Oh, well, I have to read the whole book of John No, you can switch it up from there if you want to Hallelujah! Praise God. There's a, lot, there's a million ways the, to do it. The Holy Ghost is inside of you, and he's there to lead you, and he's there to keep the Word of God alive and fresh in you. Matthew 8, verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And then if you'll go over to Mark chapter 1, we'll read the same account in Mark chapter 1, verse 40. And you know, every one of the gospel writers adds a little something or says it just a little different that gives us a a clarity on it. Mark chapter 1 verse 40, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, and forthwith sent him away. And saith unto him, See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And then Luke chapter 5. The same account. Now we know Luke was a doctor, a medical doctor. However, there was no account that gives us any indication in the Bible that Luke ever Used his medical knowledge or practice. I mean, he used his medical knowledge. We can tell that, but he ever practiced medicine or mixed medicine with the healing. He did not do that. He there is no account of that. He did not mix medicine once he once he found out the truths of redemption and walked with Jesus. Uh, he did not. Uh, use those things, except you can tell that he's a physician by the way he describes things sometimes. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city, verse 12, behold, a man full of leprosy. Notice there's the physician right there. The other writer said a man with a leper or a man with leprosy. But he looked at the Luke, the physician says full of leprosy. He tells us what degree it was. So this was a really bad case of leprosy, full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he charged him to tell no man, but go and show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing, according to Moses, commanded for a testimony Unto them, hallelujah. So we see three times this same miracle of, that Jesus did, this same healing that Jesus uh, gave this man. We see it three times in all, in all three of these Gospels. Like I said, bad, there was a bad case of leprosy because Luke tells us he was full of leprosy. Uh, no, notice also in all of these cases, it shows us that the leper had heard of Jesus because if you look in, in Mark there, uh, let me get back over there in Mark chapter one. In Mark chapter one, so he 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 had heard about Jesus. He had heard about the miracles that he did. Now you know these chapters and verses are put in by the the uh, by the translators. And so if we look in Mark chapter one verse thirty nine, hallelujah, we can see this. Um, and he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. So he preached in the synagogues in Galilee. Hallelujah. And then the very next verse says a leper came. So this leper had heard. Now the leper couldn't have been in the synagogue cuz they couldn't come to the synagogue the leper. But he had heard. Hallelujah. And then in uh it says the basically the same thing over in Matthew chapter 8. If you look in the verse right before in chapter 7 of Matthew in verse 39, it says uh for he taught them as one having authority. So right before this leper comes, we it, 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 we, are, we see that he had he he had heard because why? Because Jesus was going throughout the country and he was teaching in the synagogues and preaching this gospel. Concerning healing And so he heard and so he came He came Notice in all of the gospel writers There says there came a leper There came, he came He came to Jesus, hallelujah He came to be healed Coming, and this is something that we need to learn from this Coming is an act of faith now his faith was not complete His faith had a missing part We're going to talk about that in a minute But coming is an act of faith When people come, that's an act of faith That's a, you know So Jesus, you, we never see an account In the word of God Where Je- Jesus begged people to come When you have to beg people to come You know, that's not how it works Hallelujah! Now you can tell them about healing. You can tell them your testimony. What one of the best things to do is you've got a healing testimony. Tell it. I share the healing testimonies a lot from myself and our family. I did not just a couple of days ago. I was sharing Eric's healing testimony. He's been healed twice. That I mean, not twice for major, major. I mean, not major, major, middle major. Not not little colds. I'm not talking about a cold here. I'm talking about something. You know, Hallelujah in one case something that the doctor couldn't solve he, he got healed and then Colin's been healed and so I've given that testimony concerning Colin's broken arm when he was a child and how we believe God and how the two doctors said it's broken and but it was Saturday so they didn't want to put a cast on and so you know no doubt they didn't want to work on Saturday hallelujah so they said come back Monday and we're going to put a cast on it and so but when by the time we got to Monday hallelujah Colin was healed he didn't have to have a cast and so I give that testimony to people And that's how we do it is we give them The word we give them the testimony But if we have to beg them To come If we just have to talk them in, oh to letting us lay hands On them Yeah, we're just wasting our breath. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we have to, but, hallelujah, if we can see a spark in them when we share our testimony or we share from the Word of God and, you know, maybe they're telling about their ailment and what the doctor said and we share something to the effect of, well, you know Jesus Christ is a healer. Well, I thought that stuff passed away. Well, you know, and we begin to show them from the Scriptures or tell them from the Scriptures how that's not true. If we can get a spark, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so, you know, we have to be sensitive to the Spirit. But coming is an act of faith. Especially in this case because lepers were not allowed to approach people. You know, they could not just walk up and, and I forget what, how, what the distance was. But they had to maintain a, a quite a distance from the rest of humanity because they were lepers. They were unclean. In fact, if they got close, they had to shout, unclean, unclean. So that people would know they were in the vicinity and wouldn't accidentally walk over towards them or something like that. And so it was an act of faith to come to Jesus. So many times we hear things like, I'm too sick to come. Hallelujah. Uh, And that's not faith. Hallelujah. Uh, If you have to beg people, like we said, in the New Testament, you look it up, you read it. They came, they brought. They came, the Bible says two or three times, they came to hear and be healed. Hallelujah, they came Uh, Jesus never went and put a healing on anyone See, we kind of get that impression because we get so focused over on the miracles of Jesus, and they are awesome, and not to take away from that. But he, we get the impression that he was just walking along, just slapping miracles on people. Didn't matter what you were thinking, what you were doing. You know, you could just be sitting there uh, playing tiddlywinks or shooting rocks, or I guess they didn't have marbles, so they, you know, hallelujah. And you know, you, Jesus, if Jesus walked by, bless God, you were gonna get healed, or if Peter walked by hallelujah didn't matter you could have been sitting there playing uh whatever games they played back then hallelujah you know sitting out there with the elders of of the temple and if Jesus if Peter walked by his shadow it'd just get you healed no the Bible doesn't say that the Bible says they came and laid people so that when Peter walked by his shadow would go across them hallelujah you know it was it, it was it, it's not just Jesus coming by and slapping healings on people Hallelujah they came they heard they heard what he said they heard what he preached and a spark of faith of some kind a spark of hope as pastor said it might it might not even be complete faith you know sometimes their faith wasn't wasn't complete it wasn't adequate this man's faith was not adequate to get healed if Jesus hadn't given him an adjustment he had a faith adjustment Here in just a minute, uh, we'll talk about that. But he had a faith adjustment. But if Jesus hadn't given him a faith adjustment, I guarantee you he wouldn't have been healed. He'd still be leprous. He'd still be laying there in in that sad state. Hallelujah. Jesus never talked people into letting him pray for them. And you know, we've been pitiful in the body of Christ begging people. No, we just need to tell them the word and let them make up their own mind. Amen? Hallelujah. And begging people, you know, even nearly begging people to come up in the prayer line here. You know, we've been guilty of it. Because, you know, you get there, you want people set free so bad, you want people healed so bad. But, folks, if people don't have enough faith, enough spark in them to come up and get prayed for, and, you know, let me clear up something right here, just so you'll be informed as a church. Because, you know, you get, sometimes you hear teaching, and you're like, okay, which way is it? Well... Hallelujah, because I know I've been there concerning this. I've been in places where, man, you know, Brother Hagin could have been there. I've been in many of his meetings. And, you know, it's like, okay, I believed I received when I prayed. And I heard it, that if I came up and got, if I got prayed for twice or prayed twice, I'd be the second time would be unbelief. And that's true. You know, you need to pray once. But, 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 but listen, but you can have hands laid on you because now we know that... <laughs> We transmit anointing through our hands. And we can have hands laid on us many times. In fact, we should. We should keep getting hands laid on us and the anointing transmitted to us even though we've already believed we received when we prayed. And especially if you've gone more, if you believed you received when you prayed and you're saying, now I'm going to get it this time on my own with my own faith. And that's good. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's commendable. But three days later, you hadn't seen any change. Well, get hands, get an anointing transmitted to you. Hallelujah. We went to El last Sunday night and listened to Pastor Buzzy preach. He had a, a summit of past ministers that. An in Christ summon he called, and that started on Thursday morning. But you can't get the El Dorado on Thursday morning, so we have to go on Wednesday. So we went to his Wednesday night service, and when he finished, he said, "Now does anybody want? Does anybody need prayer for healing?" Well, I didn't need prayer for healing, so I just sat there and looked at him. And he said, "Or does anybody want the anointing transmitted into him?" So I just got up because that's what I did. I wanted that. I didn't need prayer for healing. I didn't pray that prayer. But I wanted the I wanted to. I wanted to. Hallelujah! So praise God. If you, if somebody says, if you need healing, come up here. Well, you can just say, come up there and say, just transmit the anointing into me. You can just say that to him. Hallelujah! Praise God. I mean, you know, Hallelujah. And or if you've been waiting and saying, now you know I'm going to. Sometimes you set a time. You say like, now I'm going to go to church tonight. And I'm going to get hands laid on me And I'm going to believe I receive right then And you set the time That's when I'm going to believe I receive I heard Brother Copeland say a long time ago um, That he was Laying in bed and symptoms would attack his body And so he was like Wanting to set a time, a point of contact When I'm going to believe I receive So he just, he was, I don't know where he was at Because he said it was one of those lights with the string on it And those have been gone a while, you know, in most places But that was in the room he was in And he said, okay, when I pull that string on that light That's when I'm going to believe I receive, right then Now the light didn't have anything to do with it, you understand But he just set that as being the time That's when I'm going to release my faith And you know what, folks? If you've been believing a long time, then your faith hadn't made the contact. Because as soon as your faith makes the contact, just as soon as your faith makes the contact, one of two things happens. You are either instantly healed, or you begin to amend right then. And you will begin to see, may not happen fast, but you will begin to see, hallelujah, praise God. And so if you've been believing for years, you know, well, how long you been standing? Well, five years. Well, your faith hadn't made the the contact. And there's nothing. There's, you know, I've been there when five years. Hallelujah. That's me, five years one time. Hallelujah. And, but praise God, I just kept, I just kept, I kept looking for these truths, looking for that thing. I knew that in asking God, I was asking God, Lord, uh, complete that which is lacking in my faith. I knew it wasn't God withholding from me. Because he doesn't withhold any good thing from us, the Bible says. Hallelujah. He doesn't postpone it. He doesn't withhold it. I knew that somehow I just wasn't making the connection. Because your faith, you know that picture? A few years ago a picture became popular which shows the hand of God, a finger, and it shows a man's finger coming down and they meet. That's really kind of how it is. God's got his finger stretched towards you and your faith got to touch his finger. Your faith has got to touch. Your faith's got to make contact. Hallelujah, praise God. So that it, 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 so it sort of is kind of like that picture. Amen. Uh, next thing I wanted to bring up is did you notice here in these scriptures, it says that this leper he came beseeching him. He came and one version says one I mean one gospel writer says and worshipped him. One says kneeling down. Luke said he fell on his face Luke Luke a lot of times gives us real specific things You know doctors are supposed to Are more specific sometimes And so um, you know Mark 11 24 says uh, uh, Whatsoever things ye desire when you pray Believe that you receive them. See, we've so abused in the body of Christ, in the Word of Faith movement, we've so abused that Scripture. Whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. And we've 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 like thought God was a slot machine or a or a a magician, and we've said, Oh, I want one of those. Oh yes, one of those. Oh yeah, I'd like to have one of those. But it's just it's just desire from about here up, you know. Just ask me again tomorrow and I'll change my mind. Well, you know, because I've done that. Pastor said, I thought you wanted a red car. Well, yeah, but I saw a blue one I liked better. You know, so the desire, how deep was the desire? About, About there, you know, till I saw, you know. How, no, this is not that kind of desire This desire is deep This is a burning desire What's so things you ever, you desire And boy, I tell you You know, and people, you say Well, what's that got to do with healing? Because people are like that If, you know, you say Well, do you want Jesus to heal you? Well, well yeah, sure I guess so, sure Because, we, you know, in our day We got, we got, every, we got painkillers We've got surgeries of every kind. We've got all sorts of stuff that we... But they didn't have nothing to... You know, Jesus, if you heard somebody had an answer, man, woo, hallelujah. So this man had a deep desire. You've got to get that kind of desire that you, you know, even though you might could cope with whatever's wrong with you, you might could survive with whatever's wrong with you, you've got to get this burning, deep desire, hallelujah. Praise God. That's what you've got to approach Jesus with. Hallelujah. And you know, I know you're a, you're unique. Not everybody in the world is that way concerning healing. You say, well, would you like God to heal you? Well, yeah, we'll come to church Sunday. Well, you know, we go over here to little whatever or big whatever or, you know. <laughs> not to mention, I'm not, I'm not picking on that church, you know. But you know Sometimes it's like Well yeah but But God will heal you Well yeah but you know You know You say I. Act, we have actually talked with people That were just like this Hallelujah Hallelujah And so there's no desire There's no beseeching in that Beseeched him greatly The Bible says the leper came and beseeched him greatly Hallelujah Hallelujah Praise God. You know, we shouldn't have to wait till the doctors say, go home, call hospice. There's nothing else we can do before we like, oh God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's not when we should get a passion for the things of God and healing. Uh. So this desire, this burning desire. And plus, he came and he worshipped. He came with respect. He came kneeling down. It fell on his face. First Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And he will exalt you. Humble yourselves. You know, Hallelujah. This shows a respect. Respect. It shows respect for his authority For the, you know, it it was a respect It It was full of honor It was full of respect Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus And those kind of things Will get you a long way Where healing is concerned Respect, honor, passion Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus this leper had a problem I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 8 because this is the passage that I read the most often in in Matthew 8 that would he had a problem that would forever keep him from being healed now you need this this is keeping people all over the world from being healed all in the body of Christ this very problem that this leper had he Said, Lord, and this is in verse 2 of chapter 8 Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean So he didn't have any problem believing that God could He said, you can He knew God had the power His problem was, he did not know if Jesus would He knew he could, but he didn't know if he would he probably had heard of healings. But he didn't know if it was some sort of heavenly Russian roulette, or heavenly bingo, where Jesus drawing names out of the hat. Oh, it's you. You win. And you know, I think the church has thought that. Because they've said, well, you know. Uh, thy will be done. And prayed that way. Lord, heal me if it be thy will. The soon as you tack on, if it be thy will, to any prayer you have just prayed in unbelief. And you know, it's so funny how we can make huge doctrines out of one scripture. One scripture, we could look at it and just look at it for a second over there in, um, um, praise God, I did think I wrote it. Luke twenty two forty two. Turn over to Luke chapter 22. He said, <coughs> Lord, if thou canst, If thou wilt, thou canst make me whole. If thou wilt, thou can make me whole. Lord, if you will, you can make me whole. The body of Christ right now, and you you might even have been there once, where it's like you had no doubt in the power of God. You knew God was a powerful, almighty God. And He is. Full of power. But you are not familiar enough with the Word of God to know His will. And that could go for any area. You might be saying, we need a new house. but And you know what? You cannot pray in faith for anything until you know His will. You can't pray for a new dog. Now, you know, if you don't know His will. Hallelujah. And since that's not in the Bible. And did you know God has a will for your family even on that? You're supposed to consult Him on everything. Even if you already know the answer, it's honor and respect for His Lordship in your life for you to consult Him Even if you know the answer. Lord, are we supposed to go on vacation next week or next month or whatever? It is. Will you say, well, I I can't consult him because that's the only week I can get off. So I know that's that's when we're supposed to go. Because I can't get off any other week. But that week, so bless God, I know we're supposed to go. And I know we're supposed to go visit mama because we've always gone to visit mama. And mama's going to be mad all year and be in a huff, and she will too, if we don't. Hallelujah. 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 Even if you know the answer, even if you're positive Jesus is going to say yes, you're supposed to consult him on everything. If a stray cat walks up to your house, you can't let it in. Without consulting him I don't care how pitiful it is And how compassionate you are You're supposed to consult him And we have a lot of things in our lives We're not supposed to have Some of it's things Some of it's live things That bark and meow and Some of it's material things. If you know, did you know material things have to be taken care of? Hallelujah. We have lots of stuff. We have we have relationships, we have lots of things that we didn't consult him on and they are wood, hay and stubble. They are taking us away from the what is it? What is it? gold, precious, what is it? that what is it? that's not going to burn up. Gold, silver, and precious stones, something like that. that. That that when we go up there to the judgment seat of Christ, the first thing's gonna happen when we go up in the rapture, he's gonna lay our works on the conveyor belt. All of our works, all of the things we spend our time doing is going on the conveyor belt, folks, going through the fire. We're not, going, we're not going on the conveyor belt and going through the fire. Hallelujah. But our works are. And we're going through the fire. And what comes out on the other side, that's going to be our reward. Hallelujah. What doesn't burn? Those things that were eternal. Those things that we did and consulted Him and we were supposed to do. But all that other stuff, I don't care if you, you know, you gave 29 hitchhikers a ride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, where are you supposed to? We're supposed to be consulting him. And how many things would we miss out on? So, uh, praise God. I don't know where I was in healing, but thank you, Jesus. This leper had this problem. He didn't know the will of God concerning healing. We have to find out the will of God concerning healing. Well, it's real easy. Hallelujah Now on these other things you're going to have to listen Like the dog and all that You're going to have to listen to the Holy Ghost You're going to have to have a relationship with Him You're going to have to have developed that relationship So that you can hear You know And some things take time to hear Some things you know we can get where we hear Him better and faster But anyway uh, Concerning these things in redemption We find them in the Word of God What the will of God is We find out in the will of God what the will of God is. Amen? Amen. Uh, So, um, he didn't know it was God's will. And you know what else? His preacher didn't know either. Now, you think about it. This guy had a preacher. Because Jesus sent him to him after he healed him. this guy had a priest that was the priest at the synagogue. And he didn't know it was God's will to heal him. Hallelujah. You never grow beyond what you hear. Glory God. So, how do we know the will of God from the Word? Uh, <clears throat> like there in Luke twenty-two. Did y'all ever get there? We never did look at that, but I'll look at it real quick. Luke twenty-two forty-two. It says uh, Jesus prayed this prayer that we've built we've built heaping doctrines upon, saying, "Father, if Thou be willing." Remove this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and he is making, he's actually praying what we pray, we call the prayer of commitment or the prayer of dedication. We, we call it that, it's one type of prayer that you can pray too and you can say if it be thy will concerning, uh, but you have to be praying the same kind of prayer Jesus is praying, not concerning going to the cross but concerning the call of God on your life and what he's asked you to do not my will be done Lord but your will be done, do you want me to take this church in Alabama that's, you know, well you know, that they're calling me to preach at not my will, Lord, but your will be done. In other words, I submit to you in this. It's your call, Lord. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. That's the prayer of dedication, the prayer of commitment. You can do the same thing concerning maybe a job change or, 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 or maybe, you know, teaching children's church or whatever. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. But we don't ever pray this prayer about things that, that are clearly in the Word told to us what the will of God is. Now, concerning this man, and he said, Lord, uh, if, you can, if you will, you can make me whole. Jesus answers the question in verse 3. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. I will. These are very strong and powerful words. We know from the word of God It says it I, look, I, I cannot tell you how many times it says this in the word of God All throughout the Old and New Testament Several times in the New Testament Acts 10.34 says God is no respecter of persons Ephesians 6.9 God is no respecter of persons Romans 2.11 God is no respecter of persons Second Chronicles 19.7 Says that to have respect for persons Is iniquity God would have to sin to have respect for persons. It says it again in James chapter 1. It says we are not to have any respect towards persons. So God would have to do something He told us not to do. He would have to sin. He would have to break His own commandment in order to show respect for persons. So for Him to say, well, it's my will to heal you, but it's not my will to heal you because I need to teach you a few things. And besides, if he had wanted to do that, somebody in the word of those 19 cases he would have said that to, and he didn't. Hallelujah. He would have to be showing respect for persons. For him to do for you what he will not do for me is respect of persons. God does not play heavenly bingo. He set down his will for all, for all time. And he said in Malachi chapter 3, he said, I am the Lord God, I change not. He said in Hebrews chapter 10, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, to say healing passed away, you have to deny Hebrews 10 that says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because if Jesus was a healer yesterday, then He's a healer today. And He will always be a healer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, it is definitely, without a doubt, God's will for you to be healed. Now. Right now. Say now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not next week. Hallelujah. Now. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Right now. In fact, you know, it says there, if we look that up in other versions, it says in the Jerusalem translation, of course I want to be healed. In the Phillips translation, of course I want to be clean. Jesus, if it's your will, if it, you, can, you have the power if it's your will. Of course I want to. Of course I want to. The basic, he said, it is my pleasure. The weast, and this is my very favorite. I meditate on this. I love it. He said, I am desiring it from all my heart. And that's how he feels about you. Concerning he wants you well. He is desiring it from all his heart. You know what? He wants it more than you do. He wants you healed more than you want it. Because you may can take an aspirin. You might could take something. Hallelujah. And we do. We all do. But He wants it with all His heart. I am desiring it with all my heart. And let me see what else He said about it. Be cleansed at once. I am desiring it with all my heart. Be cleansed at once. When you know that it is God's will, your faith is inspired. Amen. My faith is inspired right now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just go ahead and receive there. 1 John 5. Turn over there. <coughs> Hallelujah. When you know it is God's will that you be well, that you be healed, hallelujah, you, you praise God. You're already there. You are there when you know this. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, throughout the, the Gospels, he, people would come to him with faith, but maybe they had just some little something like this that wasn't quite right. He had a, He kind of had a partial faith. He knew the power of God. He didn't know the will of God. So Jesus gets him over and gets him adjusted where he knows it's his will. And at that moment, his faith ignited. And Jesus laid his hands upon him at the same time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Transmitted the healing anointing. His faith and the healing anointing met each other. Praise God. And and immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Your mercies are new every morning. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Uh, 1 John 5, 14. This is another one of my favorite scriptures. You should have this marked in your Bible. This is an important scripture. It says, and this is the confidence. The absolute surety. Confidence is when you know for sure. That, and this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. Now, we just, we just made another advancement because we've just proved beyond a shadow of a doubt in the Word of God that it's His will for you to be healed. So we know if we ask anything that's His will, He hears us. And then it goes on to say there, we know He hears us. We know, we know He heard us when we prayed. Why? Because it was His will. And, you know, we don't need to be, now this is a little aside concerning other things, we don't need to be doing anything that we don't know yet that's His will. Well, yeah, but they said that car wasn't going to be the same price tomorrow. Well, there'll be another one that'll be just as good. Don't let salesmen pressure you. Because they try. They want you to sign before you leave. And they will tell you, well, now that won't be that good a price tomorrow. Well, if you, And you can just say to them, well, if it's not, it's not my car because you need time. You know, you need time to to listen to the Holy Ghost. And I want to just encourage you right now, get in neutral. Have you haven't you made enough mistakes like I have to that I don't want anything else that's not your will, God. Even if my flesh really wants it and I I really think I'd like it and it sure looks fun and it sure looks like a bargain and and oh God, you know, and but haven't you had enough of those things that you got on your own flesh? And you know, when will we learn that He has is, he is, he is got our best interest at heart? And if He says, no, not that one, He's got a reason. Because He knows every lemon. Huh? He knows every wreck. Huh? Yeah? Yeah, he knows when the speedometer's been rolled back. That's hard to do anymore, but they did it once. We, 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 sold, a, we, we sold a Suburban, had 60,000 miles on it in Lubbock. God told us, take it Lubbock, sell it. Told us what price to ask for it, we sold it. And we went to Canyon, to Paludera Canyon, which is north of Lubbock quite a ways up by Amarillo, to just on vacation like six months later and was driving through the town and saw our Suburban at the bank. Pastor gets out of the car Because you know he is just inquisitive like this And they're watching us from the drive-in window And he is looking in this car You know because it's ours And he's going to see that a Sure enough 30,000 miles Sure enough In fact we knew it was going to happen Because when we told the guy When, when we told it, the guy He said now if the people I sell it to call you Are you going to tell them how many miles it had on it And the pastor said well I'm not going to lie And he bought it anyway he bought it anyway, rolled it back, and they never called. So they do it. And I don't think that's easy to do anymore. I think they've kind of fixed that problem. But God knows those things. He knows. Hallelujah. So just tonight, just sell out that you don't want nothing that's not His will. Hallelujah. You don't want nothing that is not the specific will of God because it's going to be heartache. Trouble. You know, you don't want nothing. You don't want no husband that's not his will. You don't want no wife that's not his will. You don't want anything. You don't want a house that's not his will. They make movies about that. You know? You know, I watched some crazy movie about that a long time ago. Anyway, so this is the confidence, verse 15. And if we know that he hear us, so if we, if, if we know his will, then we know when we pray that he heard. Now look at verse 15. And if he heard, if we know he heard, because we know he, we prayed his will, we know we have the petitions that we desired of him. This is so powerful. You do not have to wonder when you go into the prayer room on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. If you pray His will, well, I wonder if God heard. You don't have to wonder. He heard and you have. You have. So you can come out with joy every time. Every time you pray. Because if you know His will, and it's not hard to find out His will. Hallelujah. And you prayed His will. And a good way to pray his will is to pray his word. You can't miss his will if you pray his word. You can't miss, well, I don't know if God wants me to prosper. Well, just pray his word and you won't get too far out there. You just stay with the word, hallelujah. Just pray his word and you're praying his will. When you pray his will, you know he hears you. And when you know he hears you, you know you have it. Hallelujah. It's yours. Hallelujah So you can just start rejoicing Now if you know you have it You don't have to say Oh I wonder if I got it You're, That's unbelief You just cancelled out your prayer And the same with healing Well I don't know You know Pastor laid hands on me But you know I didn't feel anything That has absolutely nothing to do with it Why? Because we prayed His will We know He heard Hallelujah well, I, I, I didn't, you know, I don't really see any change. That has nothing to do with it. You know, it's not, it's not up to you to manifest your healing. That's up to God. So forget it. Forget. Forget the manifestation. You're not quit looking for manifestations. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This comes down. Where this scripture is concerned To the integrity of God's word That's one of the things We have to just make a decision This word has absolute integrity If God wrote this in 1 John 5 14 and 15 It has absolute integrity It's the same yesterday, today and forever It will never pass away Not one jot or not one tittle He's no respecter of persons He didn't put this in there For a select few no. Hallelujah. So we have absolute trust. Absolute trust in the truth of God's word. That he did not lie. That God did not exaggerate. That he did not... Uh, it's not a book that he wrote for another time. Either past or future. It, nothing in it has... nothing. If anything in this book changed or passed away, he would have told us in the book. If anything in here changed or passed away... He would have told us in the book. Amen? So we have absolute confidence. The, so he, we have forever settled the will of God on healing. Uh, <clears throat> so so in, in Matthew 8, going back to that, let's just look for a second at how Jesus ministered healing to this man. Because we can minister healing the same way. And have healing ministered to us the same way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, and, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. So there we have the laying on of hands. Jesus healed people by the laying on of hands. In Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 2, it says that the laying on of hands is one of the elementary doctrines of the church. It's one of the things that we should have most established in our lives is the doctrine of laying on of hands because it's one of the elementary doctrines. Isn't it amazing that most of the body of Christ does not practice the laying on of hands and it's the elementary doctrine. Hallelujah. And so Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. And it also, it says, he said, he, uh, uh, and, and saying, I will be thou clean. Now let's look over that in Mark chapter, and see what he said in Mark chapter uh, 5, no, 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 40. It says, Touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And then look over in Luke chapter, what was that, 5? Let me look back in my notes. Luke 5:12. Yeah. Luke 5:12. verse 13 actually. And he put forth his hand and touched him saying, "I will be thou clean." And so, uh, he Jesus there, "Be thou clean." Be thou clean. All three gospel writers say that Jesus put forth his hand, touched him, and he said this. He said, Be thou clean. It's a command. He spoke a word of authority. So he mixed two methods of healing. He laid his hands, and he spoke a word of authority. Be thou clean. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God He used his authority Well, we've been given that doctrine in the body of Christ Of laying on of hands We're told to go ye in all the world In Mark chapter 16 And lay hands We are told we've been given authority To command and demand in the earth Amen Hallelujah This man came in faith But his faith was incomplete Because he did not know the will of God Jesus settled this question. Jesus wants to settle any question you have, whether it be this one or another one. But let me tell you something. Before your healing will, you will have your healing and be able to enjoy it. You will have to settle the question you have in your heart. So if you have a question, don't just wander around day after day, week after week, month after month, wondering. Settle the question that's in your heart so you can manifest and have your healing. Whatever question you have about divine healing, God wants to answer it. He has the answer for it. So pray and ask Him. Amen? He, the Holy Spirit is the teacher. Consult the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, you're my teacher. You're my guide. Now teach me this. Show me this. And He will. He will either cause a book or, or some person to talk about it or something. He will cause it to cross your path. I want to tell you something else concerning divine healing. Don't mingle your seed. The Bible in the Old Testament talks about it was a sin to mingle your seed. And it's not exactly directly talking about that. But if you listen to every preacher that comes down the pike and their take on divine healing, you're going to get your seed all mingled and mixed up and you're going to die. Because y'all remember Jamie Buckingham? Anybody remember Jamie Buckingham? You remember Jamie? But only one person in the room. Two people. Pastor remembers him. Well, he was a uh, real big in the charismatic movement, and he had a gift for the pen, for writing. He wrote lots of books for Logos and so forth. That was a publishing company back in the charismatic movement. And he was really good. He wrote for Charisma Magazine all the time. And uh, Jamie Buckingham got cancer. And so, uh, and Jamie just loved everybody And uh, he, because he was with Charisma and Logos, you know, he just had contact with everybody in the body of Christ and all the different spirit-filled works that were going on. And so one day, and you know, and I was at that point in my Christian walk where spirit-filled and faith and healing was concerned, that I didn't think anybody that was spirit-filled, man, we got a hold of the healing message and nobody got a hold of that was ever going to die. And boy, you could have knocked me over the feather if somebody ever did die. And so Jamie Buckingham was one of the very first people that died in, that I remember in the charismatic movement. And he died of cancer. And when I heard that, it was like God. He believed in healing. And I'm just talking to the Lord about this. And I said, Lord, why did Jamie Buckingham die? Quick as a wink. And I'd never even heard this phrase. He said, he mingled his seed. He answered me, now, you know, so, and, and he told me, he said he mingled his seed. I knew exactly what he was talking about. He listened and consulted with everybody in the body of Christ. You're going to get all messed up on divine healing if you consult with everybody in the body of Christ. Yeah, doctrine hoppers. And you know, we love everybody. And we're not trying to exclude anybody. We're not trying to be elitist. But I don't know about you, but I want to live and not die. And I ain't going to listen to anybody tells me, well, now you know sometimes it's God's will. I mean, one of the big charismatic teachers that's on TV and everybody loves him and he's written a bunch of books and and I could call his name and y'all would all like him. I heard him on the radio said, now sometimes uh, God will let you get sick so he can heal you and just show the devil. And now, this is a big one. This is a big dog. Real big. Boy, I went click. I ain't going to listen to that. I'm not letting that get in my heart. And I refuse it. I renounce it. I'm not taking it. My God's not like that. Listen, Jesus already showed the devil. The Bible says he spoiled. Principalities and powers Made a show of them openly in hell And he don't have to do it again And he sure don't have to use my body to do it Please <laughs> And that's child abuse I am his child That's just the same As taking your kid out And tying him to a stake in the backyard And burning him Like they did in the Old Testament for To that Molech God That'd be the very same thing for God to say, yeah, you need to get sick so I can show the devil. Whew. Jesus, how do we get squirreled up like that? Hallelujah. You know, sometimes, and this is the honest truth, preachers just get up there sweating and slinging, spitting, and snotting, and sweating. And he's one of those preachers. And I love him. I love him. I love him. You know, we can love people. I really do love him, and I respect, I respect preachers. I love preachers. I have a great regard for them. But sometimes we just get to rolling and we don't even know what we said. And I think, really, if you sat down with this guy and talked with him about it, he wouldn't even know he said it. But, you know, you can just get to slinging snot and sweating. And like, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll just say this. We, when we have somebody in here and they come here and they say it wrong, don't question yourself and then abandon your doctrine. Like, well, you know, Brother Jack said it, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed it, you know. Because you got, you know, we, we can respect preachers. I used to be there. It was like, well, I thought every preacher in the body of Christ was perfect, always said everything right. And so it was like, well, if they said it, it's like, who am I? No. No You got the Holy Ghost in you Hallelujah Don't swallow even what we say You read the Bible Amen Thank you Jesus Because even up here without accidentally Sometimes you know We will talk so fast we won't finish a sentence And it, it sounds like we said something wrong When we know what we thought we said But we didn't really say it You know what I'm saying You know, but we will, we, and you know, it's like sometimes I, I think, oh, you know, I hope that, <laughs> praise God. So sometimes you have to do some deciphering, but most of y'all know us so well, and you've heard us say it, and so you, you decipher it in your mind, you go, yeah, yeah, he, didn't, he meant it this way, but it sounded like, or she meant it that way, and it sounded like, hallelujah. Now, let's cover, last two last things, and we'll go. Uh, he said, go tell no man. Why did he tell him not to tell any man? You shut your Bible. Are you ready to go, Eric? Hallelujah. Just, <laughs> you thought I was through, didn't you? I'm just teasing him. Hallelujah. I do that to pastor too. I start zipping it real loud. <laughs> At least I don't go. Hallelujah, <laughs> or set off an alarm, <laughs> your your watch alarm in the back. Okay, he said, go tell no man. Why did he do that? Cause he there was a bunch of unbelievers out there, and you don't need. As soon as you get healed, you don't need to run home and tell your unbelieving Baptist kin folks. Don't go tell them. Don't tell them. Go tell no man. Hallelujah. You might you might want to tell somebody in this church, but remember what we said. You even asked the Holy Ghost about that first. Why not? Because, especially this guy, he had not been taught divine healing. He didn't know anything. He didn't know how to hold on. So the best thing he could do is keep his mouth shut, not tell anybody. But then Jesus said, go tell the priest and offer the offering that Moses commanded. Why did he tell him to do that? He told him that because he's leprous. If he goes and starts mingling with the crowds without doing this, he's going to be in a big heap of trouble. So he needs to go present the offering and let the priest declare him clean, which is how they did it. And also, God wanted him to be a testimony to the preacher because the preacher didn't know that he still had a healing covenant. Their covenant of Abraham was still in force, and they still had a healing covenant. And the God wanted the preacher to know. So God said, God, Jesus said, "Go present yourself to the priest and offer that offering." God, he wanted to know God is still Jehovah Rapha. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, come on up here if you want me to transmit the healing anointing. We preached healing. The anointing's here. Hallelujah. So come on up. You may have believed you received already and you just want a dose of the healing anointing transmitted into you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. We've preached healing, so the anointing's here. Glory to God. Same yesterday, today and forever. Have you already prayed the prayer of faith? Already believed?